The answer is 90. The answer is 90. But what is the question? Is it how many more games would Ronaldo have to play for United to score a bloody goal again? Is it how many more hours till Brendan Rodgers gets the sack? Or is it how many more minutes do us Man United captainers have to suffer for? No, this is not a game show, but it's Nathan Bacon Jerky, an FBL knee-jerk podcast by your boy, Bacon Boy, where we chinwag about all the action from the games this week, giving my most knee-jerky reactions, like, my knee's gonna jerk so hard, it's gonna be released on OnlyFans, wow. But I'm also gonna live react to my overall rank for the first time this game week, I've tried to socially distance away from it, not check live FPL like I usually do every 10 seconds, no, haven't looked at it yet, we're gonna react to that. And then also finish it off with a non-FBL topic as well. Today, that is a Q&A. This is the Game Week 26 knee-jerk, so let's get into it! Where this might actually be the first time that some of you out there have actually heard Bacon Boy's real voice. What? That's right, because on this podcast, no scripting, no fully cracked out energy, not like I've snorted 19 lines of pre-workout before video, nah, I'm just gonna try and talk normally, I'm also not even gonna try and be funny, obviously uh, I'm hilarious so it will be funny anyway, but I'm, the goal here is not comedy, I'm actually gonna try and be informative, wow imagine that. But we started this week with the doublers themselves, Man United taking on Southampton, taking them on so well they didn't get the win, one all draw there, from a Jadon Sancho, 80 million pound player, uh, I don't know about that, and also a Chad Adams goal, fair play. So I actually missed the first 20 minutes of that g game, and the reason I say that is because before every game, I'm actually going to mention if I watched it live, if I was a cheeky scrub and watched Match of the Day, or if I didn't even watch it at all and just looked at the notifications. You know, I I'd rather be honest with you before every game. I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, Crystal Palace are really good. Oh, by the way, uh, I only looked at it on uh, flash scores, so I don't actually know if any of them were any good. Oh, there we are then, but no. <laughs> so yeah, the Man United game, I did watch most of it, uh, not the first 20 or so minutes, where Ronaldo almost scored so I think almost all of us out there right probably like 90% captain the Man United player I went for the Bruno Fernandes myself oh yeah we'll, we'll also get to my team after these games but I'm gonna try and go through every team first and then the games but obviously if you know who I've got in my team or I'll just mention the players I've got in my team whilst I'm talking about the games anyway all right about five minutes talking and we still are not talking about a game and that's going to be this podcast it's not going to be jerky podcast is going to be how long can I talk without actually saying anything. All right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch this game, but Southampton again. Southampton, you know what? Quite underrated season. They're doing pretty damn well. And Hasenhutl just does this sometimes, doesn't he? He just makes Southampton look like, oh, if they carry on like this, next season they could actually push for Europe, you know? And then they just fall off a cliff. So, yeah, don't know about that. But to be honest... They're actually kind of being carried by some of their big boy players. Like, Brogia, take his goals out. I know he didn't score this game, but take his goals out. Maybe not too good. So, yeah, okay, fair enough. But in this game, yeah, Man United players blanked. No one had Sancho, right? Maybe some had Rashford. Proper differentials out there. But no one had Jaden Sancho, right? I mean, realistically, it's not. it wasn't a bad shout. How much is he, actually? He is... Uh, 8.9 million, yeah, it's a lot, but the premiums really aren't doing it, so, I mean, I literally upgraded Gray to Salah and Bernardo Silva to Bruno, I had 12.5 million in the bank, so I could have afforded Jaden Sancho, and he went and got a 9-pointer goal and 2 bonus, fair play to him, fair play, and then Rashford with the assist, 
but uh, they will also have another game. So this week's a bit different. So I would sometimes talk directly about the next week, but because there's still another game happening, especially for Man United, then I won't talk about their players too much. But what I will say is Sancho, if he keeps playing like he has been playing, then yeah, go on, because he's not been playing bad, but now he's actually getting the goal contributions, you know. Pogba getting some starts again, but he's only playing to get sold. So I'm not sure, even if Pogba does well, I I think by the end of the season it might tail off, but Man United's fixtures after this double are actually, well, they're actually pretty good in the immediate term. I think they got Watford next, but then a few weeks after that, yeah, probably wibbly wobbly, not, not too great. Southampton, though, looking good. Broja, especially this game, every single game he just looks like he can score. He just does. So, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. Southampton, good. Man United, not good. Brentford Palace was the next game then. Nil-nil. Didn't watch it. It wasn't on live TV in the UK. I'm not going to be a cheeky scrub and break all the illegal rules. No watching illegal streams for me. Someone send me some if they find some, though, because uh, that would be good. <laughs> but no, I didn't watch it. Sky Sports News watch along it was for that one. Uh, a bit of a snooze fest, probably. No, I did watch Match of the Day, so I did see the highlights. And Brentford had more chances, but you wouldn't really say, oh, yeah, they really deserve to win. But saying that, in football, this is I always debate this. Does a team having more chances mean they deserve to win? Because realistically, if you have more chances than you didn't win, then you didn't take your chances. So realistically, you shouldn't win. You had the chances to take it. You had the... Was that even English? Ah, oh, that's what you'll also learn about this pod, is that I basically can't talk. Uh, fun fact, I had to go to speech therapy when I was younger, so you can't blame me, okay? Okay, thanks. <laughs> but yeah, Brentford Palace, yeah, I'm already bored about talking about it, because it was just a boring game, apparently. Ericsson not back yet. He could be one to consider for Brentford, but not really. I don't think their fixtures are too great either, are they? Oh, actually not too bad. Norwich... Uh, Newcastle, Norwich, Burnley after this double, and they don't have a double now, so definitely not right now. Palace, on the other hand, they do have a double uh, against Chelsea, but it's at home, and it's a derby, you know, could have some goals now, or a tight game. And then Watford, who right now, uh, we'll get to them, but uh, not very good, not very good. And then after that, they got Burnley, Wolves, Man City, yeah, okay. But then later on down the road, they got some decent players. So if you're on your wild card, or if you already used it, Palace players could actually be decent longer term you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying who would you go for though that is a question because i would have said olise and he, he's been putting in some wieldy performances and then he goes and gets benched this game uh, i like a i need an unlucky button because one unlucky counter and then somebody should try and work out how compare it with all the other episodes and see how many unluckies we get to i'm not allowed to end the episode until i say we're unlucky 100 times all right yeah <laughs> but yeah palace apart from I would have said Olise. Edouard, but he's rotation risk. Zaha's probably less rotation risk, but it's Zaha. Uh, don't really want a mini team. A defender could be alright just because they got the Watford. But then they do have Chelsea. But then again, you remember they have Lukaku. Yeah, Palace defenders in. Captain confirmed. <laughs> uh, but then there's no attacking threat from their, their defenders, really. He gets some goals, but he's not really getting many chances. And it's just from corners, so... Um... Yeah, not about that, not about that life, but that's game. that game's in, in the mud, and that game's done. Next game, Everton leads. Ah, Everton, three, Frank Lampard FC, destroying Bielsa. Now, Leeds have actually been pretty good lately. I mean, conceding all the goals, but scoring-wise, they've been pretty damn good. But then Everton go and lock them out. Right, right like, what's going on there? When you see goals from Coleman and Keane, 
and then you go and see Pickford. Wait, Pickford did not have to make a single save. Oh, crumbs. Um, so I didn't watch that game, but I think I already know how it went. Leeds unlike eight. That's how that's how it went. That's how it went. I need to make sure I don't talk too loud. Uh, I'm sorry if I sorry headphone users rip. Uh, but Everton, wow. Um, what's Lampard done differently? I mean, he is a more attack-minded coach, I would say. Van der Beek as his in his midfield pivot, which worked really well. Van der Beek did play really well. FBL option though, he's probably not. He's more of an assister to an assister, and even if he does get an assist, he's assisting. The forwards in front of him who are a bit more, bit better, you know. But I will say Gordon, what a player he is. Three goals to assist from him, a goal and assist this game, 14-pointer. He's still only 4.5 million, less than 1% owned, and he's pretty good. Uh, problem is, Everton though, no double, no future fixtures. And uh, I should probably stop talking about them because I don't care. Now they're not good to jump on, so don't do that. But if you were tempted, maybe Gordon. DCL was back, but nah. Uh, yeah, that's about it really, isn't it? Leeds then, well, no goals or assists this game. But Dan James has been on the goals himself. Two goals last game. They they do have a double, but it's against Man United at home. Who, right now, you'd say is a good fixture for Leeds. Because Man United can't seem to score that many. And they concede a lot. And Leeds, kind of the opposite. They'll score a lot. But then they'll concede many. So you could see a goal fest, you know. Some Leeds players jumping on it. Get some differential points. But mm, for some reason, Leeds just do crap against Man United. They just do, don't they? Like proper wibbly-wobbly. And then there are the doubles against Liverpool. And it's away. So you pretty much got a single game week against Man United. If you have Rafinha, great. Would I buy Rafinha right now? To be honest, his recent form has not been great. Since he's been back from Brazil and since he had a little bit of an injury, he doesn't look proper free-flowing. I'd say he's, they're trying to play him through the injury, which they have done a lot. Like, Leeds literally trying to run him to the ground. But to be fair, when he's, like, that good of a player and the rest of your team isn't, then, yeah, fair enough. Hang on, i got to drink some water. So, ASMR water sipping. Ready? <sighs> but, yeah, Leeds, attacking-wise... Could be okay, but I wouldn't jump on any new assets for the double. And the fixtures after, not the easiest, but then round 30 or so, a bit better. So maybe for a wild card there. So I will, after I talk about these games, I will talk about some chip strategies and also my strategy. But because I want the whole premise of this podcast to be about the knee-jerk reaction to the games, then I'm going to mainly talk about the games and then the rest is like the side part slash the part that comes after, Okay. So we're on to the next game then, which is Watford vs Brighton. What? Well, this would really brighten up your day if you're a Brighton fan. Am I right? Well, hey, up the Seagulls. Fair enough. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to be funny, but I'm too hilarious. I apologize. Now, but Brighton, good win for them. And boysies. Wow. Okay. Um, remember when I did that whole thing about uh, 5,000 likes now, Captain Lamperty? And I did it in the last double. And then he went and got three-pointer. Well, Lamperty, first game, assessed three bonus points. Are you mad? 11-pointer. I mean, he is only 2% overall owned. And my rank, I think he's about 10. So I'll definitely take the differential points. But just imagine I captained him with all the Man United players currently blanking as well. That would have actually been proper damn saucy. Uh, Mortby also got an assist. He's been getting on the points. He's got a goal last game. 
and then assists before. He's uh, He's got eight goals, three assists, actually. Fair play. But most of his goals, he had like three goals in his first five games, and then there's been a lot of nothing. Brighton long term, though. No double this week. Oh, well, obviously, they're doubling right now. When I say this week, I'm technically in 25 still, aren't I? But when I say this week, I mean the upcoming 26 week, okay? So no double for them upcoming because they're in their double. And then their, fi- their future fixtures are okay. Burnley at home, Villa at home, Newcastle away. So the next three good. And then on the wild card, you if you're going to wild card, that is. I'm assuming most people might wild card around 30-ish or so. 28, maybe. Uh, around there. So around gaming 30 or in the 30s, you know what I'm saying? Um, they play Liverpool at home, Man City away. They got Arsenal in there, they got Tottenham in there, they got Man United in there, they got West Ham in there. They do have another fixture to come into play, but it is Spurs again. So, not the best long term. So, my knee jerky reaction is that Lamperty is the best player in the world. Everybody should have him. Actually, no, leave him to have for myself, all right? I'm glad I didn't go Cucurella now, you know, because even though I would have got like five, six extra points from other clean sheets. Then Lamperty got and got an, an extra six points here when I've actually played him. Because I did, wouldn't have played Cucurella last week or the week before. Or the week before. Or the week before. So lovely stuff. All right. And then Watford. Oh, yeah. Watford. ODR. I have Josh King and Joe Pedro. Pedro's not even starting right now. Roy Hodgson, you know, he is about eight years old. Same as his tactics. Playing 4-4 four, four, freaking 2. So no room for three attackers. And Dennis. Dennis actually looked very good. Oh, yeah. I didn't watch this game again. But... Match of the day merchant I am. Uh, and Dennis actually looked pretty damn good. He was properly involved. And then King, I think he just had his, I don't know, deck chair out and sunbathing instead. Because I'm not even sure he was in a, a single attacking highlight. And King does that. He's either the main man involved or he just decides to have a day off. You just don't know, do you? Right, water set, ready? <sighs> I should probably stop doing that because uh, it's probably annoying. But I need to drink water, man. Stay hydrated. I never drink any alcohol. We'll probably get into some alcoholic stories after. Because, I, like I said at the start, I'm going to do some non-FPL topics as well. But uh, we'll get into that after. So, yeah, Watford. I, I genuinely don't think Watford are going to score a goal under Hodgson until he gets sacked. I don't think Hodgson's Watford are going to score a goal. Am I mad by saying that? No. But genuinely... I cannot see them scoring. The only way they could score is some in, by some individual brilliance from Dennis or King because they do not have good creative players. And just before, it was just Dennis doing some pulling something out of nothing and then King only scoring if it's on the plate for him. So, yeah, I, I'm not very confident. They do have a double this week. I would not buy any more players for it. The double's actually not too bad. Villa away, who are conceding. Palace at home, who are conceding. But I would not buy King. I mean, some people might even be tempted to sell the likes of King or Dennis before this double for another doubler. Even for another singler, might even do better. Like, I'm not even lying. I myself with Pedro, my my knee-jerky reaction was to go Weghorst, but he just went off injured, so uh, that's in the mud. And I might just keep him on my bench, even though he's a Dublin player, as a backup for someone. I don't know, last year, I bent Smith-Rowe because I was like, oh, he's not going to start because I think it was like Chelsea and someone else. And I was like, Chelsea was the first game and if he was going to start, I was more likely that game. I was like, well, yeah, I, I'm not playing him against Chelsea. I think I had Lingard or something instead. And then Smith-Rowe goes and scores against Chelsea, which not only is bad enough 
because he's on my bench. But then that also made him play the next game, start the next game, in which he scored again. So we had something like a 15, 16, 17, maybe even an 18-pointer on my bench for a player that wasn't even likely to start either game of a double, but he had a double. So my 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 take from that at the time was if they have a double, even if they're not going to start, just chuck them on, you know, the upside is there. But with Pedro, if it was a different team than Watford, then nah. Now, maybe, yeah, I'll chuck him in. But now that it's Watford, nah. Not really feeling it myself. Not really feeling it. So, Watford's a no. Brighton, no long term. And uh, that's that's how much I've jerked my knee to that one. Man City, Norwich. Well, when you look at it, Man City 4, Norwich 0. No surprises. But then you see a Sterling hat-trick. Um, um, I think I need the lens cleaners wiping my eyes. Am I seeing this right? Sterling hat-trick. Raheem Pounds. Now, to be fair, he played well. Sterling has these games. Well, it's usually against the game, the teams like Norwich and that. We play so well. You're like, how is he not starting every game? The, the, he brings something different than some other players don't. That directness and his positioning attacking-wise is actually very good. But I don't actually rate him. I'm not going to say I don't rate him at all. But for he's not like a Mares or a Foden. I, I see them as world-class players. Sterling is a... Because of the consistency, he's just not it. Not that that matters right now. But I do want to say, if you had Sterling or Foden, actually, because he scored as well, a massive, massive, I like it to you because you might have actually sold him or sold them for a Man United player who's doubling. You might have even sold them for Salah. Right now, the Man United players are blanked. Obviously, they have another game, but it is against the Lamperty defence. They're never going to score there. And then Salah also blanked. The big boy blanker. A lot of people are rushing in to get him. Obviously, we'll get to that in a minute. It's the next game. But uh, he didn't do anything. But Sterling did do something. Well, how many points did Sterling get? How many was it? Ooh. 18. Oh, and he got nine points last game week as well. A nice 27 pointer quick maths there in the last two game weeks. So if you had Sterling and actually kept him for this week, wow. Good job. With only 3% owned overall. That's probably actually less in the top 100k. Usually, I never look at the overall ownerships at this point of the season because 90% of the... No, probably like 70% of the ownership are from AFK slash Tekken accounts who are either not going to get any more players in because they're, they're, they're just zombified or they're going to get in players that aren't actually good because they're just memeing about, you know. Uh, if you looked at my team, you'd probably say I'm doing that, but I'm not, surprisingly. <laughs> but yeah, Man City long-term. I mean, fixtures are actually okay. Tottenham, not doing well. Everton, Man United, Palace. But they got no double now. Champions League rotation's really going to kick in. I'm going to say Cancelo gets more drop, uh, more rests, more dropped. I, I See, I can't talk English, can I? I should actually revise a dictionary before I actually try and talk, because... I just don't know words. <laughs> but Cancelo, I think this is the first game he, he was actually dropped for in the league this season, wasn't it? And surprisingly, right before Champions League game, that's exactly Cancelo down to a T. So I think him, I think players like Diaz, Laporte, Foden, Bernardo, De Bruyne especially, around Champions League, I think they're just a no-go. Uh, even though you could get it, if you do get it right, like right here against Norwich, you can get some big boy points. It's just not really worth it, is it? I'd say keep the Cancelo. But I wouldn't go into a double Man City defence or anything like that right now. 
But it does depend on how Champions League goes. But uh, yeah, we'll have to see about that because they're 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 in every cup known to man. They're they're still in the FA Cup. They're still in the other cup. They're still in the other cup. They're, they'll probably invite themselves to the Club World Cup, even though Chelsea just won, won that. Because Man City just they're just in everything, aren't they? <laughs> but all right, enough enough about them. Norwich, n- nothing nothing really to chinwag about them, is it? Not really. I think their fixtures are actually okay, but nah, no double either. All right, next game, Brexit Burnley. Sean Dyche's men against the Liverpool. You want some chicken, lad? And actually, the man who says you want some chicken, lad, in that one meme, Fabinho, gets the goal. What's up with Fabinho? He's been on it lately, hasn't he? He's had he's had three goals in his last four games. Right, Salah Amani, you can go back to Afcon. You don't you don't you don't score, Fabinho, or or as FPL have called him, Fabio Henrique Tavares. Is that his full name? Oh, it's weird with Brazilians that usually like. Especially on football tops and stuff, they'll just be called a name, Rafinha, Fabinho. But then they actually have like three or four names, which is quite interesting because I bet you nobody knows Fabinho is called Fabio. Just call him Fabinho. I, I'm I'm not sure about that. I need to educate myself, but one day we'll find out. <laughs> but what we did find out from this game was that Burnley defense is actually alright. You know, Burnley defense, Pope. I mean, they haven't, they didn't keep a clean sheet last game either against Man United, but then they kept double clean sheet before that, which included Arsenal, and they're not conceding too many goals or chances. And against Liverpool, it was quite scrappy their goal as well, so they only lost the clean sheet from a proper scrap. And Burnley actually have back-to-back doubles. The only teams that have back-to-back doubles in 26 and 27, and probably the only team to double in 27 as well, apparently. According to Mr. Ben Krellin, I don't know myself. I don't try and work it out. I let them try and work out because they're better than me. Okay. But in 26 and 27, if you can get four fixtures over over someone else in your team where you're only going to get two in the next two game weeks, then why not? The fixtures are mm, hit or miss. Brighton away, not the easiest. Tottenham at home, you'd say after today, my knee-jerky reaction to the Nathan Bacon jerky would actually say... Yeah, that's a good fixture, but it is Conte. So, you know, next game they could play like prime Conte. (laughs) Uh, So that's not the best. And then after that, Palace and Leicester in 27. So I guess they're kind of even, actually, because the Leicester Tottenham, you don't really know what one of them you're going to get. And then the Palace Brighton are like, I guess Brighton could actually be the toughest game out of them all. But they are all three on the FDR, so we can never invest in that. Only only ever go by the FDR, you know. That's the best thing to base all your transfers off. But Burnley, I mean, if you had, like, just De Gea as your only playing goalkeeper right now, I would be tempted to go to Pope. He's basically the same price, quite low ownership, back-to-back double, but obviously it does depend on your um, chip strategies and all that as well. Because if you're, like, free it in or whatever next week, then you don't really need a 27 if you're wildcarding soon after, then you don't have to worry about long term. So, in my knee-jerky, humble opinion, Burnley could be one to invest with. I would have said a striker as well in Weghorst, but he just got injured. So, we will have to find out news about that. But then Corney, that actually means Corney's probably up front right now. But Dyche said he's not fit. He wasn't fit before coming to the league. He was only playing like 40, 50 minutes every, every game or so. So, I don't know if I'd go Corney because even... It, in the back-to-back doubles, you probably actually only get about 90 minutes per double. So, is it really a double? You know what I'm saying? 
probably not. Okay, that's the game done. So Liverpool kind of struggled. Salah back, blank, and like, eh. Robertson again outscoring the likes of Trent and all that. And, and Jota. Jota was actually benched, but Jota's played a lot of football with Salah and Mane. Then come back, yeah, fair enough. And Champions League coming up. Um, but Robertson with the two bonus points as well. Hang on, sip of water. Oh, and a burp, burp along, sorry. I should probably cut that out, but I'm trying not to do any cuts because I want to keep this organic, you know? Because with my F with my YouTube content, um, it's a lot of here, there, and everywhere. You know, we try and be fun. We try Everything's all over the place. But right now, I want to, like, just talk like a normal person, you know? Uh, so, yeah. So that's that. Burnley, Liverpool done. Liverpool, their double next week. Wow. Norwich leads both at home. Need I say more? You need Salah. He's going to be so heavily captained that even if you captain him, you'll probably go down in rank. That's not to say you have to captain, you have to triple captain, but it is to say, uh, yeah, if you don't own him, mm, good luck. You're in the mud. Uh, they're terrible. I, I will, I'm leaning towards the triple captain. I'll go through my team a little bit after, although this might actually be like an hour long. I, I, I guess I don't mind the podcast being a bit longer as I'm experimenting. We love an experiment. We do the bacon boy, but, uh, yeah, I probably don't want that too long. So let's 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 chippy chop that. Come on, Liverpool. You need Salah, Jota. Most people have already got him. I wouldn't buy him now. If you were to buy another Liverpool player, I would actually say Robertson as the third, mainly because I think he plays both games. I know they got Simakas, but they don't need. I actually think Simakas will play. You know that. You know. Jota will definitely get benched in one game, I'd say. I mean, they've got Diaz, they got Mane, they got Firmino, they got Jota, they got Salah, they got Javi Elliott that can play there. They got Oxley Chamberlain who could play, probably play against Norwich. They got Minamino. They they got about seventeen players. They turn into Man City too. So I think Salah's safe to play both, surely. Even though, yeah, surely, he, surely he's safe even with Champions League scenes when he gets benched though, and everyone's captaining him. That's why I'm actually tempted to captain the Trent, you know. Neko Williams was his only backup and his only proper backup and he's gone out on loan to Fulham. So he's not coming back. And their only actual backup now is Joe Gomez who can play right back but not like Trent. But And especially against Norwich and Leeds, you don't need a defensive right back like Gomez. And then Milner. And there's no point in putting Milner there either when Trent's fine. So I think Trent could actually be one of the best captains. Wow, I've actually just said that. Over Salah. See, I'm tempted. I'm really tempted. Because imagine if Salah just gets benched. Well, after... I mean, I'm saying all this, but then watch Trent get injured in Champions League and then we're all captaining Milner instead, you know? <laughs> all right, maybe not. But okay, let's move on. Newcastle Villa. Wow. Oh, yeah. I did have the table up as well. I was going to chain wag about that. See, I'm all over the place. I'm a, I'm a noob. I'm a podcast scrub. I need to get practicing, all right? And I haven't even said I've been watching this game. Okay, Newcastle Villa. I did actually watch it, but I was doing some other stuff on the site. Oi, oi, cheeky. Not telling you what. Uh, mainly because I forgot. But <laughs> Newcastle with another win. I mean, Trippier is actually a free kick merchant. And he? He, he's a very good free kick taker. But that's all he does. I swear. It's the only time I ever hear the commentator say his name. Problem is, though, he's now Kieran Limpia, as he was actually in a boot. So he's not an option. Because for 5 mil, he's had he's helped, him, helped Newcastle with a clean sheet and back-to-back -back goals now. So he blanked in his first game, and he's had three returns since. So not bad, not bad. His fixtures, not, not Newcastle's fixtures are on and off, but they got some decent games rescheduled. So Trippier has a no. Uh, who else would you go for? 
Yeah, no one else. Maybe say maximum, but nah. All right, that's enough for Newcastle. But they did get the win here. Big win against Villa. And they are actually four points above the relegation zone and played one less than Norwich now. So Norwich, Watford, Burnley, Quigley, Nibutsa, Newcastle, Tralad. What if Everton get relegated? Before this week's game, you would have said, oh, Everton are going to get brought in here. Uh, no, it looks like they're fine again. Lampard FC. No one can ever relegate Lampard, right? He's best ever manager. Villa, though. Uh, why did Villa do this? They have one game of looking incredible. And you're like, wow, look how good that attack is. You need to get them in. And then the next game, they completely forget how to play football. I mean, Tyrone Mings at the back is just a bit of a liability. Uh, he had a yellow... Wait, why did I click on Mings? Oh, Mings got... Oh, Mings had the most bonus point out of Villa. I was going to say, not as if he got bonus points. No, all, the, all the Newcastle players got bonus. I was going to go through bonus as well. See, there's a, a, you could have, you would have, but I didn't bacon, so uh, shut up. <laughs> but Villa, I mean, I bought in Digne two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a unlucky... And there's more than less I say about that, the better, I think. I <laughs> See, I've had this thing the last few weeks where my double game week players weren't good. They just weren't good. And I was getting sucked into the double, you know. I have double Watford attack only because they had a double. So I was like, you know what? Digne, look at these fixtures. He plays he plays uh, Leeds at home, Newcastle away, Watford at home, Brighton, Southampton. All of them struggle to score, right? Surely all the points for Digne. Avoiding the double game we play, he might stay differential. Let's get him in. Blank, blank, blank. Unlucky. <laughs> yeah, he's been good. He's been good attacking-wise. But Villa, they haven't actually had too many clean sheets today. Well, they've had like five, I think five. No. They've had five or six all season. That's not amazing, is it? Not really at this point. Uh, and then there's all of us investing in Digne. Yeah, there we are then. Yeah. But good win for Newcastle, so let's move on. To Spurs, Wolves. ODR. Uh, Conte. Conte out. That's two losses in a row now. Southampton. They played well against Southampton. And then just kind of took the foot off the pedal. I think Conte needs to realise Premier League don't give up. Other leagues do. Premier League, no, no, no. And this this week, they, they themselves tried to not give up, but it wasn't enough. 2-0 to the Wolves. Good win for them. I think probably probably the first time this year Wolves have scored more than one goal in a game, innit? They've hardly scored. But wow, fair play to them. Good win for the Wolves. Wolves away as well. Jimenez with a goal, with his fifth goal of the season. And un quite surprisingly, no one's talking about Wolves players for the double. The double on paper doesn't look amazing. It's Leicester at home, Arsenal away. And they did just lose to Arsenal, which probably doesn't help. But Wolves... Long term as well. I have good fixtures after that. They play West Ham, Palace, Everton, Leeds, Villa, Newcastle. And then Man City chucked in there. So it's five good fixtures before a bad one. And with Wolves, defensively, I think you can trust them. Their defence isn't actually the best. But Saar keeps the clean sheets for them because he's just a very good goalkeeper. I think he has one of the best XG prevented as a goalkeeper as well. Oh, look at look at Bacon Boy bringing in the stats. Oh, wow. Watch out. Watch out. A black box. I'm coming for you, all right? <laughs> but nah. Saar has been good. So if you were considering Wolves players for the double. Oh, yeah. Is this even a game with 26 knee jerk? I feel like I'm not even talking about next week. I really need to get good at this tonight. Practice. All right. This is all practice. The podcast probably starts next year. All right. Let's do it. Hey. <laughs> okay. But Wolves. What are we saying about Wolves then? Defensively, I think you can trust them enough. 
But is a Leicester-Arsenal double good enough to invest in their defence? I'm not too sure. If one of their full-backs was nailed, wing-backs, the left wing-backs specifically, because ain't Nori, I would go for him. Samedo, though, he, he, Samedo is just uh, a liveliness merchant. He's never going to get a goal or assist. He probably will now. He'll probably get a brace in this double now I said that. Just because I said, no. Nah. I hate it when people say that. This player's going to score only because I said. Not, though, is he? That's not how it works. I know you're just saying that, but it's just not how it works. <laughs> um... So yeah, Walls, Jimenez scored this game, would you invest in him? I mean, the Leicester defence isn't amazing, so I guess he's not too bad. And the other strikers, the other forwards in FBL are not really doing a bit today. So maybe, maybe Jimenez could be alright. But um, hmm, apart from that, I would probably, I'd probably leave it out. But they're, they're probably the most differential double, I'd say. If you get, a, if you get in like... A Samedo or Co Cody's cheap, so I'm going to say Cody is the best one. If you're getting a Cody, and he's got good attack and threat right now, he actually goes up for corners and actually gets his head on some. So if he can actually go and score something, then wow. Imagine if they get back-to-back -back clean sheets and Cody's got a goal and you got yourself a differential 20-pointer. Alright, I, I should probably stop uh, trying to convince myself there because I I I've almost hovered over the transfer Cody in button after saying that. Alright, big and move on. <laughs> I need to stop saying my, to myself to move on when well, I should move on. Instead, I should just move on. Let's move on. To the last game, kind of, of the week. The last game for me, which was Leicester versus West Ham. Obviously, there is still a Man United-Brighton game, but with this pod, I am planning on getting it out on the Sunday as soon as the Sunday games are finished. So... It might be halfway through a game week. It might be the end of the game week. But I'm going to release it every Sunday as a bit of consistency. Because during the weekdays is when I actually make the YouTube videos anyway. So I thought it would be better just to make sure it's always on a Sunday and be consistent. If there's a midweek pod, then I might not do one. Depends on the videos and stuff because it usually means shorter turnaround. But most of the next few game weeks start on a weekend anyway. So we got a lot to chinwag about on Sunday. So Leicester West Ham... Okay, West Ham. West Ham are a weird one because I feel like they're declining. They are not doing as well as the start of the season. Antonio has not been on it. Ben Rama's not playing. He's not doing well when he does come in. Lanzini's been off it a bit. All these players. And Bowen is just Bowen. He's just such a good player. I love Bowen. As some of you may know, Bowen is actually my surname. So I've actually loved Bowen for a, a few years because I remember looking back and be like, wait, is there any proper professional players with the same surname as me and hey there was Jared Bowen and he played for Hull at the time and he was scoring goals for fun in the championship and I was like why is he in the championship finally goes to the Prem eight goals 13 FBL assists this season oh my god 21 returns that's got to be the second most behind Salah right he's probably got the second most points behind the Salah I would look but I can't be bothered he got a 10 point oh he got a goal and an assist I didn't even realize he assisted the Dawson goal because I was about to record this. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's, he's, he's on for all the bonus. He's on for all the bonus. Bowen just got a 13 point down. I didn't re realize. Oh, okay then. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, Bowen. Oh, he's just good, isn't he? He's just good. And can you get rid of him? I mean, if I'm wildcarding soon, their fixtures are not the best. But they're also not too bad. But Bowen right now, I feel like Bowen is himself is fixture proof. Like he's that good. His ownership is crazy as well, so I would not bet against him for the rest of the season, even in bad fixtures. 
Uh, but they do not have a double, so if you don't have them, and like, hey, Newcastle, you got Newcastle next game though. Watch him score a hat trick and outscore all of our double players, probably. Leicester though, Leicester do have a double. Uh, no, they don't. I lied. <laughs> Why was I so convinced? I have, yeah, I don't know. Uh, fair enough. I think it's because I was thinking that they will have doubles because they've got three games to rearrange and their fixtures are actually pretty good. Wolves, Burnley, Leeds, Arsenal, Brentford, Man United, Palace, Norwich, all in there. And they've also got Everton, Norwich and Chelsea to come in as well. So they could have a double-double on Norwich. Damn, son. Uh, Pereira was back this game and scored. He actually played 90 minutes, even though he hasn't played since game week 11. Uh, no wonder Leicester players come back and get injured straight away, am I right? James just in this game, rest in peace. He didn't actually die. He just got injured again. Fair enough. But um, Leicester players consider Madison got an assist for the penalty. And he's been doing right. Six goals, six assists. Most of that come in in the last in the last quarter, the last half of the season, which is halfway through the season. The last quarter of the total season, but the last half of what's happened. Does that make sense? Probably not. Do I ever make sense? Probably not. Madison, though, he's 6.9 million, 69, oi, oi, cheeky. Still quite low-owned, low, low owned, got good fixtures, no double. I think he's potentially one for the wild card if you're looking that soon or after the double looking for an option because I think they're guaranteed to play in gaming 30 where there could be a blank, a big boy blank, and also potentially doubles in between before and after that as well. Lovely stuff. All right, that's actually the games jerked about. I've jerked about all the games and I feel like I have given no useful information. Oh dear, I apologise. <laughs> I'm going to lose my job. Uh, now I'm panicking. <laughs> but nah, okay. Uh, I, I know I'm a bit, I would say rusty, but inexperienced is that. I, I'm like I'm like a virgin with a podcast, guys, all right? And I would like you guys to maybe allow me to give myself some foreplay with some practice episodes, you know? It's all a test. It's all a test. Uh, that's why I'm going to keep saying myself, to myself, you know? But um, yeah, so that is actually that done. Now... Time to refresh live FPL and check my live FPL rank. So, going to my points first, I am, before bonus right now, 43 points. And Bowen just got bonus. And I think that might be it. So, yeah. Okay, so I have De Gea, Trent, Cancelo, subbing off for King. So, I got some extra points there. Denier, Lamperty. Salah, Bruno, Captain, Jota, Bowen, Rafinha, Antonio. Wait, Rafinha only got one point. Oh, yeah, he got subbed off half time. I forgot about that. Ah, oh, come on. I like it. See, there's a, this is the problem with not scripting things. I forget things when I get to it. And it's like, that should be a big point. Rafinha off a half time. I hope he's not injured just before a double. Oh, dear. But, okay, I think I'm close to 50 points then. But I did take a hit. And with how this game week's going, the only players that have actually scored me points is Bowen, who everyone's got. But then uh, Lamperty, I actually think my live rank is going to be pretty damn good. So my rank before this was 68k. And I'm going to predict that I have a green arrow up into the top 65k. So I'm going to say at least a 3k green arrow with what we have so far, but obviously that's not the final rank for this game week because it's still Man United Brighton. Okay, but I'm going to open up live FPL and my live rank in 3 to one is... Ooh, hey! Oh, look at that! Um, so, you know, I said I thought my rank would go up to 65k, 
My rank is exactly 65k. Uh, how have I worked that one out then? Um, okay. <laughs> wow. So I'm two points above the safety score. And the only players left to play are Man United and Brighton. And I have a Brighton defender. Wait, Lamptey's only 6% owned at my rank. Oh boy, imagine if he gets another haul. Lovely. And then I also have Bruno, Captain, and De Gea. So I feel like that's a guaranteed green, right? Unless Ronaldo scores a hat-trick. Oh, I just thought, imagine if he does. Oh dear. Unless he scores a hat-trick, that should be a guaranteed green. Surely, surely. Wow. Okay. So that is all the the games knee-jerked about. And I did want to talk about my team and my plans, which I will do still, but not too much because we're 40 minutes in already. And I did want to make this episode a Q&A because it's the first episode. So this one might be a bit longer. I kind of wanted these episodes only to be about 30 to 45 minutes long because I want them to be out as soon as the games are finished and also you can consume them in a good time, you know. You don't have to take, you don't have to book a day off work just to try and listen to this pod because it's so long, you know. <laughs> okay, so my team for next week, I've got Fostering Goals, who's a double. Trent Dublin, Salah Dublin, King Pedro Dublin. Rafinha Dublin, Jota Dublin. So Rafinha, hopefully it wasn't actually an injury and he's fine. Pedro might not play, so that's not really a double. But in terms of actual Dublin fixtures, I do have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven already with doublers. And I can bring in more. So I'm tempted to bring in an uh, uh, Arsenal defender because on paper they have a better double. And they don't have Ramsdale, so I kind of want to cover that prepared to get spanked, I probably will. Uh, but if I do that, I'm actually closely more leaning towards a bench boost instead of a triple captain, which you know what? I'm not against. I'm not against, but Pedro might not even play any of the double, but the fact he has a double, it's just there. He could he could start them all. He could not play at all. It's just so, so hard, man. It's so hard. <laughs> Lamperty could also get benched as well if he doesn't play. If he does play against Man United, then I probably won't bench boost. If he is rested, probably guaranteed to play here against Burnley, then I would probably get closer to the bench boost. And then I got De Gea, who although Leeds have been scoring, uh, is still a playing keeper. And I kind of want to thin out my squad for, for the wild card, which I might do in Game Week 28. Game Week 27, I'll probably free hit, especially if I bring in an Arsenal defender. That's my knee-jerky reaction right now. Arsenal look good. I want a defender for them. Uh, and apart from that, I think I'm ready. I don't think I need to take a hit. If I am bench boosting, I, I, I'm probably tempted to take a hit or two just to make it a bit better. Just because, you know, having that 150-point score, just to say at the end of the season, I had 150 points in a, in a double. Uh, did you take a minus 20-point hit to do that? Yeah, it doesn't matter, does it? 150 points. Big boy score. <laughs> All right. But yeah, that's the team... My team, chinwagged about. All right. The only thing we got left now is the non-FBL topic, where today is a Q&A. So I wanted a non-FBL Q&A, so you can ask me about anything. Anything's off limits. As an introductory to this episode, you know, into this form of content, it's a bit more... I can talk about these things a bit more, you know. I, I, I know I can on my channel, but I don't want to. So this gives me the opportunity to do that without taking away from my normal content on the YouTube. I forgot to get the questions up, so bear with me one sec. And the questions are ready in front of me, and I just realised, why do I say bear with me one sec when it's literally like a second break? I should just... 
It's not. It's like I, I've never made content before and I don't know how it works. Anyway, all right, let's get into the questions and then that is going to be the pod done. Top three... Oh, let's say you actually asked the questions first. So I did tw- put this on Twitter. We have a few questions, not too many, but I'm glad we didn't get too many because I'm going to try and put all of these in. So Chewy FPL asks, top three favorite players of all time. Now that one, I've purposely not thought about my answers for these questions as well, but I am going to have to try and think about it. Give a good answer, but not think too much because I don't want this pod to be longer than an hour. We're going to do a speed run, right? Okay, not not too quick. We don't want to rush it, but yeah. Top three fi- favorite players of all time. Okay, Ronaldo is 100% up there. Even though I'm not a Man United fan, and even though I think Ronaldo right now, oh yeah, I was going to say... See, I, there's so many things I wanted to say in this pod, which I haven't. Ronaldo, at 37 right now, looks like he's had about 37 shots of vodka. Do you know it, when you haven't played football in about a year or two? Not everybody can relate to this. And then you play it and you realise like how much actual pace and stuff you've le- you've lost, your agility. To be able to just run and quickly turn direction, he just can't do that. He looks like he runs and he can't quickly turn. He hasn't got that agility. I mean, every 37-year-old or whatever, is going to have that. And I know we say he's not a normal 37-year-old, but you can see the difference already. I think finally, finally, he's getting there. He's getting there, unfortunately. But he is still one of my favourite players of all time. So it is sad to see right now. Not to say he's finished. It's not like he's gone the entire Premier League season without scoring, but not best right now. But he is still one of my favourite players of all time because I used to be a Man United fan when I was younger due to family, so just copying them, really, you know. And then Ronaldo was was just the player for me. When I was younger, it was about my age where when he joined Man United and when he was there for his prime years, maybe not prime prime, but prime, prime years at Man United, that's when I was the most into football, apart from right now. That was when I was like playing it all the time. My life was football crazy. I didn't say a single word that wasn't related to football. And Ronaldo was the reason because he was just the man. I have, I think all my old Man United tops used to be Ronaldo on the back. God, I'm really going into this question. It's going to be about two hours just answering these questions. Oh, come on, bacon boy. (laughs) But yeah, and fun fact as well. When Ronaldo left Man United, I cried. Yep, that happened. And I also stopped caring about football for a bit. There was a few years where I was still a bit involved, but I stopped being a Man United fan pretty much at that moment, and I haven't gone back since. I do still have kind of a soft spot for them. I want them to do well, but I'm not a supporter. I'm a Swansea fan, which, oh yeah, that's another question. I've ruined it. Oh, come on. (laughs) Uh, That's one of my favorite players then. Let's quickly answer the other two. I'm going to go for Messi. Who's better? Mm, See, I still think, I would still say Messi is better, but... I will also say Ronaldo is the second best player ever. I don't think... It's, it's weird because some people debate between Ronaldo and Messi. But the fact that the, those two are so close just shows they are both better than anyone to ever exist. Ronaldo and Messi are both better than Pele, Maradona, all of them. Okay? They just are. And then whatever one is better, you decide. I'm going to say Messi slightly ahead just because... He can do more on his own. Ronaldo, we've seen with the Man United team. I know he's older now. We can't really compare. But and, and back in the day, Ronaldo could. But Messi creates everything for himself and he can. Ronaldo can, but not as, as well. Obviously, he's still an elite player in that way. He still can. But Messi is just 
different breed. He just is, isn't he? He just is. And then my other favourite player of all time... Hmm. I'm going to go for Gareth Bale. I'm Welsh myself, and I'm going to say he's... I, I, for me, he's the best Welsh player of all time. Why do I say that? Only because I'm 24 and I don't know any of the other older geezers that might have been better. But Bale is the best player, Welsh player of all time to me. Okay, and I love him. All right, that's all. Okay, next question then. FBL Rob asks, about seven questions here. Why the wig? Do you have nets? Um, no, I don't have... I do not have nets. But the wig... Okay, I didn't used to wear the wig that you've seen in some of my videos, if you have seen my videos and Nathan Beaton FC on YouTube. I'm saying that as if anybody else is going to listen to this, apart from people who have already watched me. Uh, be <laughs> um, so yeah, the wig. I didn't always used to wear the wig, but I've always had the wig. Uh, I had it for some other content on some other channels and stuff, which no longer are active. But one day then, I had a really bad FPL score, and I was like, you know what? It's kind of like a clown wig, so I'm going to just put it on and call myself Clown Bacon. And then I started making that a thing where if I had a bad score, I would put the wig on as I was clown bacon. And then it got to the point where I was like, you know what? Before recording, I literally like have a shower just just because my hair is nice to the video. And just so I don't smell the video for some reason. I mean, you just don't want to be stinky. You don't want to look stinky. You know what I'm saying? But then I realized no one can smell me. No one knows, knows that my balls stink. Uh, if I could just chuck the wig on, I don't have to do my hair, and I could just make the video. So I just started doing that, and yeah, now I've made it part of my brand. So the wig is here to stay. I'm eventually I'm gonna start introducing some different kind of special wigs for some special situation scenarios. You know, if if something goes really well, maybe I have a a gold wig. You know, so we'll, we we might upgrade the wig game one day. Uh, how many sheep do you own? Ah. Well, in Wales, we don't own sheep. They are they are a person. They are a thing. You know, they can be themselves because sheep's are also my lovers, my partners, my girlfriends. Because that's what we do in Wales. Okay. Would you like to do YouTube as a full time job? So, actually, no. So I actually had a bit of a taste of this. Where as soon as I graduated, because we were in COVID, full lockdown, I didn't really. I wasn't able to get a job straight, straight away. So I had a good three, four months trial at a full-time YouTube. And to be honest, I realized when you do something full-time and it then becomes, this has to succeed for me to be able to eat, to be able to do anything that I want to do in life, then it puts on so much pressure on it that you actually start enjoying it a bit less. And I realized over those months where like, I do this because it's fun. But as soon as it's too much, it's not fun. And even though it was fun, that doesn't mean it's always going to be fun, you know. And I love making content itself. But yeah, with that added pressure, if if I was a much bigger channel, I'm not saying I'm a small channel. I do appreciate the size of it. But if I was, if it was big enough that I'd be like, right, I don't even need to worry about the views I don't even need to worry about doing well. I'll just do my own thing and I should be able to actually eat, you know. Then, yeah, I wouldn't say no. But I realized that's not really my goal now. At the time, at a time, I was like, I really want this to grow, to be as big as it can, to to be able to make it my job. Because why would you not want to be a YouTuber? It's literally a dream job. But because of that, 
And also, I just didn't want it to be a job because I actually love my job now. I'm a software developer, if you don't know. I also went to uni to do a computer science degree. So it might have been a bit of a waste to do that, uh, you know, to do that and not get a job for it. I do love being a software developer, but I also don't do that in my spare time. You know, I like to have a job thing and then also something that I like to enjoy on the side. Which is also why I'm not doing any adverts or sponsors on my channel this year, if none of you notice. And there will never be any on this pod. Because I only want it to be fun. So the only way for me to keep it fun was to make it just about fun. I'm not here to get more views. I'm not here about all this. Not here to make money. I'm here for fun. And I'm staying for fun. So let's have all the fun. All right. Okay, we're going to try it. We're going to finish this before the hour mark, right? When do we get more OnlyFans content? All of these questions are still by Rob, by the way, because he asked about 17. When do we get more OnlyFans content? That's right. I do have an FBL OnlyFans. And to be honest, I set her up as a, as a meme, you know, to, to be there on my banners. Be like, wait, he has an FBL OnlyFans. But I'm not actually planning to make consistent content on there. Every now and again, I might. Especially at the start of the seasons, because that's when there's more, you know. But I've just got the OnlyFans in there for a bit of shock factor, really. It's a bit funny. There you go. <laughs> okay, uh, another question by FBL Rob. Oh, sorry, FBL, FBL underscore Rob Seven to be exact. Does Salah make FBL boring? I guess the the what he's really asking is is having this such obvious high effective ownership player that everybody owns more boring. It kind of removes captaincy, which is interesting because the people who say they have to keep Salah because of the captaincy, and they have to keep Salah his See, I can't talk now. They have to keep Salah as their captain because of ownership are also the exact players that want to remove captaincy. And that is all that Captain Salah is. It literally removing it, th that extra thing. I don't think it makes it boring because if you do get a, a haul from someone else, I mean, this week, if you captain someone like a Bowen, if I captain Lamperty, I know it didn't captain Salah, but if I captain them instead of a Salah, then all of a sudden it's not boring. I do see why it can be boring. But it just depends on your outlook on it. I I don't see everyone's captain this. I get no gain. I always see I'm captaining the player that will get the most points. If I think that's Salah, that's, that's fair enough. Everyone else is probably also going to think it's Salah because it's that obvious. I think that's the thing in FPL. Watch how many people don't triple captain Salah in the double because it's so obvious. Because so many people will. But if you look at it, if, no, if nobody else you knew played FPL and you're like... You can captain Salah against Norwich and Leeds at home. Are you going to do it? Yeah, of course. Why are you even debating? Oh, everybody else is going to do it. Well, yeah, do you know why everyone else is going to do it? Because it's the best opportunity for all of the points. All right, rant over. Another match of the day challenge when? Ah, see, I did a match of the day challenge for game week. Don't know. Don't have a clue. Don't have a Scooby. But I did a match of the day challenge, which is when you don't watch any of the games throughout the day. And then you you just watch match of the day. And I also turned it into a drinking game. That was fun. And I would like to do that again. Uh, I also can't really live stream right now because uh, I got a new computer. It's on Windows 11. And Windows 11 doesn't have the compatibility to have my camera as a webcam, which I have been using. Unless I buy like a cam, what are they called? Cam link off Elgato for like over 100 quid. So I can't do live streams right now, but I think I will get that just to do live streams eventually. So I will do another Match of the Day challenge then. Who is your favorite FBL YouTuber by yourself? I do watch a lot of FBL YouTubers. Uh, actually, not so much in the last few weeks, which coincidentally, my rank has got worse. I wonder if 
wonder if I'm even my own person. Am I just copying everyone else? I don't know. <laughs> but who is my favorite FBL YouTuber? I really like the ones that do different content. So Davey FBL at the start of the season did some really good videos. I'm not saying his videos now are bad, by the way. I'm just, you know, they, they're, they're worth a shout out. They're that good. Uh, FBL mate, I like watching him. Let's talk FBL, obviously. But I'm going to say my favorite right now is FBL Focal. Because he just does different things. And I think he's proven, not only to myself, who was curious as a creator, and but to a lot of other people, that you can actually make non-game week specific FPL videos and be successful. Because I've always like thought and wondered, what if I like every weekend I upload a different video? It might just be a fantasy skit about me saying I'm going to captain this player because of stats and someone else like, why are you doing that? They don't exist or whatever like that. I've always wondered like, yeah, what if you just didn't do team selection videos? You didn't do specific videos like that and you just did more all-round videos that you can watch at another time as well. And I think some of the videos he's done is just absolutely amazing. And also this season, he reached first in the world as well. How, how do you do that? It's first season making content he reaches first in the world, which is incredible enough, and he's managed to make these videos that crazy good as well. Yeah, he's my favorite FPL YouTuber right now and definitely deserves a shout out. That is FPL Focal. Good job, son. Your best memory when meeting, chatting, reading comments with your fans slash viewers. Ah, okay. I... I've not met any fans from Nathan... Oh, wait. Actually, yes. When I was in uni, um, we had some friends over from another flat. And um, we were just talking about them because my channel at the time hit, like, I don't know, three, 4,000 subscribers. And I was talking to them at the time, like, wow, like, I, I think I just, like, they were saying they play fantasy. And I was like, oh, have you watched this amazing YouTuber called Nathan Megan FC on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, they hadn't. But one of their friends who was there was like, wait, yeah, I have. I was like, that's me. And he was like, wait, what? I was like, yeah, that's me. We put on the TV and he was like, oh my God. And he, he literally like gave me like a 10 second hug. And I was like, what is this? Like, he doesn't even know me. I literally met him about 10 seconds ago. And now he's like fanboying over me. And then it, it was just such a funny experience because I was quite drunk at the time. He was quite drunk at the time. Just, he was like, wait, I've literally watched you all season. I've, you've helped me with FBL. And now I've gone to a random uni part and you're, you're just there. So yeah, that was, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> All right, and then we have, which team do you support? Chewy answered that one. He supports Swansea. I do Swansea all the way. We will be in Prem soon. And the final question was from LFC Lover. Top three places you want to travel to? You want to, you want to travel to? I would go for... Um, I have no clue. I'm not actually too bothered about traveling. I would like... Okay, I'll go top three stadiums. Let's go... Uh, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I don't know. Don't know. I'm not really big on traveling. Yeah. But anyway, I'm going to actually end it there. We've made it before an hour. Uh, it's a lot longer than I've expected to. And it will be long, probably the longest episode ever. Because I am going through this Q&A. And I will try and streamline the jerky. But this is the first ever proper episode of Nathan Bacon Jerky. An FBL knee jerk podcast by Bacon Boy, Nathan Bacon FC. Going over the games saying what we're saying about um saying about who did well if there's any knee jerky reactions to oh they did really well we should get them in and then also 
a non-FBL topic to round it all up, to give me an opportunity to talk about more stuff, not only for you, but for me, but for everyone as well. All right, thanks. Wait, I got to do a... Thanks for watching, and remember, don't be a cheeky scrub. Follow and listen to Nathan Bacon Jerky on all... I messed up. Don't be a cheeky scrub. Follow, listen, Nathan Bacon Jerky podcast on all podcast platforms. Right now. Ha ha ha. Goodbye. Thanks. Bye.